podcasting, The Latest Frontier. These are the episodes of a Catch-as-Catch-Can podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange, nerdy topics, to chat about sports, movies, sci-fi, and so much more, to boldly pod where this nerd has gone before. Dan's log, pod date zero four two eight point one nine. On this episode of Too Boldly Pod, with this weekend being a big giant comic book superhero movie weekend, I'm joined by Sand Shoes and my buddy Dave, and we're gonna have a little conversation about DC and Marvel and superhero movies and comic books. Also, we're going to pay tribute to one of the greatest icons of the paranormal field who passed away this week, Lorraine Warren. And we have a fun little to boldly pod question to sort of usher in our second anniversary on Spock Rock Radio. And we close shop with a fun little headline and article we found on the internet. So Scotty, set phasers on stun, engage. Let's talk about superheroes because I am such an expert in superheroes. Right. I am actually totally not an expert in superheroes. And I will be the first one to admit that I was not a big comic book reader growing up. And most of my, if not all of my, matter of fact, all of my knowledge of superheroes stems from the 1970s cartoons, TV shows, and movies. So I'm going to elicit some help from other people to discuss comic book movies and why do we want to talk about that it just seems the last you know 15 or 20 years that comic book movies have really become prevalent in hollywood and they just announced that the 70s tv show shazam is getting an hd rework and there's a shazam movie coming out in 2019 so i'm wondering if it's jumping the shark to use a, a term or is it just a, a steady influx of entertainment that people just continue to love. So let's go back to what I do know. As I stated, most of my knowledge comes from the 1970s. First and foremost, the Super Friends cartoon, which I loved back then. And I love now because I went out and bought it and still watch it to this day. And it also came from Shazam!, and Wonder Woman, and The Incredible Hulk, and to a lesser extent, but still in the 70s, the 60s Batman TV series that got re-ran in the 70s, and I watched over and over again. So that's where my love of superheroes and comic books came from, 
And that's really the only point of where my knowledge is other than this current stem of movies. So as I stated, I'm going to have some people come on here and give me their two cents about comic books and whatnot. But let me just put it out there and why I even wanted to talk about it. Are we getting so many superhero movies because we're we're in love with the genre or is it just cheap entertainment? And I, I'm, I'm comparing this to what I think about why sci-fi is so big and important to so many people. And is it because comic books and superheroes are much like sci-fi in the aspect that we enjoy seeing good triumph over evil? Is it because we like looking to the future and seeing a more utopian life for everybody? Is it just something that we all strive to be? I don't know. Those are the questions I am posing, and hopefully we get some good answers to all of that, because my knowledge is visual, is cursory. I didn't read and don't know too much of the backstories to any superhero, so that's why I have friends that are much smarter than I am. What I will say is I have my knowledge of DC, as I mentioned, from the 70s, because that seemed to be a DC decade. That was the, the majority of the things you saw on TV and cartoons and movies were all DC. Superman, Wonder Woman, Super Friends, Batman, Shazam, etc., etc., etc. You didn't get a whole lot of Marvel that I recall. If that was there, I don't remember it. And that doesn't mean that I prefer DC to Marvel because I really have no bull in the ring when it comes to choosing. I, I like portions of both sides. So, again, that's why I have smarter friends than I am to come on here and give you deep background, deep knowledge of superheroes. And as promised... I am joined, well, not technically joined, but my partner from Nerding Out with Sanchoos and Granddad, Sanchoos, who is much more knowledgeable than I about superheroes, recorded a bit that he would like to share. Sanchoos, take it away. I am really excited to be on the show today. Thanks, Cap Dan. I appreciate you giving me just a couple minutes to let you guys know what I think about all these new superhero movies coming out. Now, I know the topic was comic books. I never really read comic books. I read Spawn, which, you know, I thought the movie for Spawn was great. And they're remaking it, so awesome. But I really like superhero movies. There's something about just how inspiring they are. You know, usually it is a downtrodden, you know, nobody that gets some kind of power and becomes superhuman and becomes a hero. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody at some point in their life wants to be the hero. My favorite superhero, Batman. And I think it's simply because he's like this normal guy. I mean, as normal as a millionaire could be. A normal guy who has no superpowers, yet he can defeat the greatest of evils just using his brain and his muscles. Anyone could be Batman. 
with enough money. Now, do I ever see this trend of superhero movies coming to an end? Absolutely. At some point, they're going to oversaturate the market and people are going to get tired of it. Just like anything. People will get tired of superhero movies. I don't see that coming for a while because right now we're ramping up to the Avengers Endgame. We have the next Wonder Woman movie coming out. Spider-Man is huge right now. And even Aquaman. Aquaman. Like, the one Justice League member that nobody ever talked about, Aquaman, is huge right now. So I don't see this whole trend of superhero movies coming to an end anytime soon. I know I'm excited to see what comes up next. And I really, really, really hope that with this whole new DC reboot that they're doing that they really do Batman and the Justice League some justice, so to speak. Anyways, thanks for giving me these last two minutes, Cap Dan. Back to you. Okay, as promised, I'm joined by my buddy Dave, who joined us a few weeks ago to discuss a plethora of things and give us five minutes of stand-up at the end of the talk. And he's going to share his wisdom about the comic book movie phenomenon and comic books in general because he is much more knowledgeable than I am. Now, Dave, as you know, I grew up mainly with 70s DC cartoons and Saturday morning shows and whatnot. So what is it about Marvel now that's so big and DC seems to be shoved to the back? Um, well, they have their stuff more together, I guess. They, they actually had a better plan of how to um, put their universe together, in my opinion. Um, I wanted I wanted so much to like the DC universe, and it's been disappointment after disappointment, at least to me. Um, I don't... Ben Affleck actually made a good Batman, better than I thought he was going to be, but he's he's already aged out, basically. And, and they didn't do a, a proper origin story or anything, in my opinion. Um, the the, the, the DC, DC movie that I've been most pleased with is the one that I did not see myself liking at all, was Wonder Woman. I thought that was fantastic. But DC is just, in my opinion, they're just all over the place from the the Suicide Squad movie, which should have been just fantastic and off the charts, is just, I don't know, it's, it's a, just, a, just a mess to me. There was one good thing about Suicide Squad, but I think we both agree well, on there that. There was a couple good things. There was a couple good things. Yeah, at least three good things. <laughs> and I have not. Full disclosure: I have not had. I have not sat down, or I did not go to see Aquaman yet. And <clears throat> I have not seen the other movie, which I will not call Shazam because he it, is actually Captain Marvel, hey. and that's a whole legal thing. Right. But I refuse to call him Shazam. He is Captain Marvel. <laughs> I don't care. If Marvel has their own Captain Marvel, Billy Batson is Captain Marvel. Did you uh, ever watch the 70s Shazam show? Yes. 
because I remember yeah. lo- loving that as a kid. Uh, you know, well, that's a whole look. I, the, the the legal reasons for Shazam slash Captain Marvel is just fascinating. We won't even go into it now, but how DC sued way back in the forties and won in the fifties and. Fawcett Comics closed it down, then DC bought it in the 70s, bought them in the 70s, but they couldn't use Captain Mar- the name Captain Marvel on the covers because Stan Lee saw the opportunity and slapped Captain Marvel on his books, <laughs> a different character. That's why they had to start calling him Shazam. And they just, they, they were still calling him Captain Marvel inside the books from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s, but DC just kind of threw their hands up at, at the whole thing and just cut out the Captain Marvel moniker totally. But he's still Captain Marvel to me. Fair enough. Um, like I said, I grew up to all the DC stuff, so I wasn't in, I didn't read comics that much unless it had Star Trek or Star Wars on it. So I, I've been learning most of the Marvel stuff in the last 20 years, probably starting with, I don't know, whatever the hell the first one was, whether it was, was it the Fantastic Four? No, that wasn't first, was it? The the, the movies? Right. Well, the, uh, the, they, they, the X-Men stuff came out in, right. I want to say, 99 or 2000. That's probably technically. Technically, what you're saying is yes, because there was a really bad Fantastic Four movie that came out in '94, '95, that was made just to keep the rights of it. Right. Um, and it's it's really bad. It's really comical, but um, X. From what I remember, Fox. Fox really kicked it kicked it back off, kicked, kicked the whole thing off with the X-Men stuff, and Sony did the um, Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi trilogy. Right. And that's, oh, and then there was, there was a couple oddball ones like Blade, the Vampire Hunter. Right. Which were, which were pretty decent. So before I ask the next question, is there a, a favorite out of all of these the last 20 years that you enjoy the most? Favorite movie? Right. Um, boy, uh, I would uh, I would say Captain America Winter Soldier and uh, the first the first Avengers movie I really liked. Um, and and I, di- I did enjoy the the Avengers movie, the not not the one that's because I haven't seen Endgame yet, of course, but the one right before that that was that was a good one. There's a few few plot, plot holes, but it was it was a good one. It's, going back to um, 70s cartoons, <clears throat> as you know, I, I I that was kind of my okay. I I was brought home um, Marvel Comics. People brought me Marvel Comics as a little kid, starting at four or five years old. Okay. My my first dive into D, the DC universe 
and I enjoy them now, but it, it kind of painted a different picture for me. My first dive in the D, D, DC universe was the 60s live action Batman right. and the Super Friends, both not not as serious as what I was seeing in the in the Marvel comics. So kind of it kind of made me kind of jaded me a little bit to DC. Even though I I do like the Super Friends and the Sixties Batman now, but just at the time, the Marvel the Marvel stuff that I was getting was a lot more serious. So your your Scott Bale fascination goes hand in hand with uh, Marvin from the Super Friends. Well, and speaking of which, about the discussion we were having earlier, I I think Bale to to go on your theory, I think Bale could have pulled it off. <laughs> But I, I still think Macho was the correct choice. For, Fair enough. I, I think I, I think Bale could have pulled it off, but I mean Macho was the guy. Bale can so, pull anything off. So but yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. The the last question is simple, and I asked Sanchez this too. Do you think? All the movies, because what are they saying? There's been 21 movies or 20 movies leading up to Endgame. Do you think mm-hmm. people are getting, is it jumping the shark? Are people getting tired of it or are they still eating it up? I find my, myself, I can't answer for everybody else, I find myself, and I didn't think I would get this way, but I am I, I am getting a little worn out. Um, there's, there's so much stuff to try to watch from the Netflix series to there's stuff on Hulu. There's stuff on ABC agents of shield and the runaways and all this stuff. And, and, and the, and the more mature Netflix stuff. And, um, I didn't think I would get this way, but I, I do find myself falling behind on stuff. And, uh, not really making a, solid effort to get caught up too hard so maybe i am getting a little burned out on it (laughs) but the when i got on the internet today to see the what uh what endgame's doing and endgames is doing crazy numbers already overseas so you know it's they're they're, (laughs) People are still going to see him, so I, I just I just hope it's good. I'm sure it is. So, any final things you want to say before I spring on what I'm going to have you talk about next? Well, okay, just just a little plug, just as my opinion. Um, if anybody's interested, check out um, the CW's uh, stuff that what they call the Arrowverse with the. Uh, the Green Arrow, Green Arrow character, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. I, I really enjoy that stuff for for, for DC. Um, Supergirl technically is supposed to be part of part of it also, but I honestly only watch Supergirl when she's getting ready to cross over into the other shows. I don't I don't watch. That's the one that I don't watch all the time, but. Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow, in my opinion, is worth the go. If you you know, if you want to, if you're interested in 
the genre. And when is your book, How to Properly Display Saved by the Bell GIFs, coming out? <laughs> In July. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you went on a on a stand up routine last time, so I figured I'd get one line in. Well, thanks, Dave. I appreciate your your time and effort. Any last word well, you want to say? I, you know, I I I enjoy doing this stuff. You you said you needed a little bit of help with it, and I call you my friend, and you know what a friend in need is. So. <laughs> He's a pest. A pest. <laughs> All righty, well, I'll wrap this up, and whenever I need you again, which will probably be next week, I'll let you know. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dan. And thanks to Sand Shoes and Dave for their takes on superheroes and comic books and comic book movies. As you can plainly see, they are head and shoulders above me when it comes to knowledge of that topic. I'm a fan, but I'm not real versed on it. So they're the master and I am but the learner. Nowadays, we are so influxed with paranormal shows on TV and paranormal movies and books and web series and YouTube channels and whatever. And we forget where everything sort of started. The first megastars of the paranormal. And that was Ed and Lorraine Warren. And I bring that up because this past week, Lorraine passed away. Now, Ed passed away quite a few years ago. But they were sort of the first big superstars of the paranormal, even back before everything was called the paranormal. They were on the case, if you will. And most people know them from, you know, the Conjuring movies and sort of paranormal historians or buffs will know they were the couple that investigated or originally investigated the Amityville horror case. And it just, I want to take this opportunity to say a little something about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Their work and their TV specials and their books and whatnot were sort of paramount in crafting my intrigue into the paranormal. My experiences aside, which kind of cemented my interest in the phenomenon, but it was my experiences in league with the shows and movies and books of folks like Ed and Lorraine Warren that really made me seek out and study and experience the paranormal, want to understand the paranormal. So, and today's influx of everything you see is so misguided and convoluted and produced for TV that you really don't know what is what. And I'm not going to get into the whole debate on real, not real. Right now, that's going to come a little farther down the road on this podcast. But I'll just say that never did I doubt Ed and Lorraine's sincerity, their belief, 
their honesty in researching and investigating the paranormal, nor did I doubt their validity of any of their findings or their sincerity of what they thought they found and experienced. So condolences to the Warren family for your loss. It's a huge loss for not only you, but all of us in the paranormal field. And I'll just close with rest in peace, Lorraine. Rest easy. Worry not. We'll take it from here. Now, you all know that in conjunction with this podcast, I run and operate and host music shows on an online radio station called Spock Rock Radio. And this weekend happens to be our second anniversary on the air. Now, this podcast is a little older than that because of a previous radio life that I had. And I've kind of brought To Boldly Pod into the Spock Rock Radio fold, playing these podcasts on Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, depending on where the hell it is you live. But I thought for this week's To Boldly Pod question, we would ask something musical to sort of join in on the anniversary celebration fun. So it's a simple question I ask the people. My first concert was fill in the blank. And I got a lot of great responses from people. And we'll go through and give you all the answers. First off, my friend Narek, her first concert was Depeche Mode. Kate's first concert was Barry Manilow. Kimber answered Alice in Chains in 1991. Noted author Paul Canellis replied, Diamond David Lee Roth. I was a teen, worked for the money, and took my dad and a bunch of my friends to see him. Jenny replied, Babyface Tevin Campbell and Boys to Men. Sanchoos replied, Poison and Warrant. I think I was in the fifth grade. Still one of the best shows I've ever seen. Shirley replied, The Beach Boys. Jody also replied, The Beach Boys at Pine Knob. Kyle replied, Herman's Hermits. Tom replied, Kiss, Faster Pussycats, and Slaughter. Man, am I old. Rick replied, Prick, Nine Inch Nails, and David Bowie. Kelly replied, New Kids on the Block. No lie. And then I replied, Oh, 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 Kelly? Get it? Yeah, I'm funny. No, I'm not. Jeff replied, Black Flag. Mark replied, Linda Ronstadt was special guest Quarter Flash at Pine Knob Music Theater. Kathy replied, Motley Crue. Charles maybe has the most interesting one of all. He replied, Anaheim Stadium, U2, Public Enemy, and the Sugar Cubes. Oddest lineup I've ever heard of. Gotta give you that one, Charles. Andrea replied, John Denver. Mark replied, Boston in 1987. Mike replied, John Michael Montgomery. Marty replied, Nazareth at the IMA in Flint. Matt replied, Guns N' Roses. Sarah replied, Tina Turner. And Danny replied, Bob Seger. 
Now, as for my very first concert, do I really need to tell you all what it was? <laughs> Thank you all for those of you that took time to answer this and help us join in our two-year anniversary celebration on Spock Rock Radio. And our news article that makes us scratch our head, as I literally scratch my head right now, comes from the Epoch Times, and the headline is, Giant Idaho Potato Turned into an Airbnb for $200 per night. A giant fake potato that went on tour for the past several years has been turned into a home that a person can rent on Airbnb. The six-ton prop potato was dubbed the Big Idaho Potato Hotel, according to the Idaho Statesman, which reported that it traveled on the back of a semi-truck to promote Idaho potatoes. Christy Wolf, a tiny house developer, suggested that it should be turned into a real home after state officials could not figure out what to do with the massive spud. <sighs> the hell is wrong with mankind? And that's going to wrap up this episode of Too Boldly Pod. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sanchez and Dave about superhero movies and comic books and DC and Marvel. Thanks to both of them for joining me on this show. I also hope you enjoyed our little tribute to Lorraine Warren with her unfortunate passing this past week. And I hope you enjoyed our Too Boldly Pod question about what was your very first concert and I hope our little story we read about the Airbnb potato also made you go, the hell is wrong with mankind? As usual, I have no closer for this show, so I'll just say, we're all stories in the end. Just make it a good one, eh? Talk to all of you next time. WLLP Spock Rock Radio.